The sunshine is coming. March may be bringing us some shorter nights and daylight savings time, but the sunshine and warmth during the daytime is very much appreciated. This month, Mars dominates the evening sky with Taurus and the Pleiades, and we've got Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury dancing in the morning twilight. Welcome to Observing with Webb, where a high school astronomy teacher tells you what you're looking at, why it's so cool, and what you should check out later this month at night. So this is March of 2021, and um, don't forget you can uh, find me on, at, at MrWebPV or at PV Planetarium on the social media. And yeah, let's get into the planets, and then we'll talk about some events and the constellations. Alright, so planets, I already mentioned them, but um, let's go into detail. Mars is a good one for this month. Um, it's not necessarily big for a telescope, but it's up there for our eyes to see. It's gotten a bit dimmer. But Mars is going to be up in the southwest and about two-thirds of the way up the sky after sunset. And so if you look in that direction, you find the non-twinkling reddish-orange dot. It's much brighter than everything around it. And for the beginning of the month, it's actually right in between Pleiades and Taurus. Um, and then it's actually going to move up above them as, uh, as it moves. And it also sets around midnight in the west-northwest. So sunset planets, Mars. Throughout the night, we really don't have any. So after midnight, no planets. But then in the morning, we've got Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury, all in the southeast. So we've got the two gas giants that just started their morning appearances after their conjunction with the sun in January. And because they just did that, they're still going to be very close to the sun in the mornings. Um, and they'll get higher and rise earlier each day, but they will be difficult to see if you don't have a clear horizon. Uh, but just look southeast before sunrise, which is about 6.30 a.m. in the beginning, and 6, uh, sorry, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the beginning of the month, 6.50 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at the end of the month. It actually gets, sunset gets or sunrise gets earlier and earlier every single day, but we go forward in an hour. So anyway, anyway, um, Jupiter will be the lower and the brighter one with Saturn up and to the right by about 10 degrees. That's about a fist, a fist width held at arm's length. And Mercury joins them as well. It's not going to be as easy to see, but it appears, um, at least in the beginning of the month, it'll be right in between Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, and then it dives below and to the left of Jupiter on the 6th. And it gets further away from them, uh, from Jupiter and Saturn, every single day and gets harder and harder to spot. So um, bonus points if you can find Mercury. And now that's it for the planets. Remember, Saturn, Jupiter, Mercury in the mornings in the southeast, and Mars in the evenings in the west-southwest. All right, let's talk about some events. Uh, let's focus on the moon first. 
the third of March brings us the last quarter moon, which is visible from midnight into the morning. And then the week of the third, you've got the morning crescents. So you just look east in the mornings. The new moon is the 13th. That's when we have the darkest skies and no moon. And then the evening crescents, uh, just look west after sunset for those after the 13th. First quarter moon is on the 21st. That's visible until about midnight. And then we've got the evening gibbous, the week of the 21st. And then the full moon is on the 28th. So what events do we have? Well, two that we get every year, two that are actually interesting for this year. The two that we have every year are one, on the 14th, daylight savings time begins at 2 a.m. That's why I've been sort of bouncing back and forth with Eastern Standard Time and Eastern Daylight Time. And then on the 20th, we get the spring equinox, which is astronomically the first day of spring, even though meteorologically, spring actually starts in the beginning of March. Uh, there is some more info on, on the website, uh, but you know, that's the basic idea. Now, but for this month in particular, for this year, we've got a close encounter on the 8th, 9th, and 10th, and then a close encounter on the 18th and 19th. So if you think 8, 9, 10, you kind of have a way of remembering it. Maybe that's just the way my brain works. But anyway, we've got a close encounter on the 8th to the 10th between the moon, Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury. So remember I was talking about Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury being a group of planets in the east in the mornings. Well, the moon kind of joins in with them starting on the 8th. So if you look out before sunrise in the southeast on these mornings, the 8th, 9th, and 10th, you have that beautiful crescent moon passing by those three planets. Now on the 8th, the moon will be actually kind of far away, about 20 degrees, that's two fist widths to the right of Saturn. And on the next morning, the morning of the 9th, the moon will advance uh, to be close to Saturn and only about seven degrees away. All the while, you've got Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn lining up from basically from left to right with a slight rightward upward incline. And then finally, most spectacularly and probably most difficult to see, on the 10th, the moon will be directly below these three planets, forming a very neat triangle that actually mimics Capricorn, which is the constellation it's in. Definitely worth a shot to see, but make sure that your horizon is very, very clear in order to see that. So again, 8th, 9th, and 10th in the mornings, find the moon, you'll find Saturn, Jupiter, and Mercury. Then on the 18th to the 19th, we've got a nice close encounter between the moon, Mars, Pleiades, and Taurus. So what you have to do is get out there between sunset and midnight. This is going to be the easiest one to find. Uh, anytime between sunset and midnight, find the crescent moon in the west. Uh, and then red ruddy Mars will be close by and it'll be bright and just four degrees above the moon. Uh, and that's on the 18th. And so what you'll notice there is that the moon will be, there's kind of like a diamond. The moon's at the bottom, Mars is at the top. And then the Pleiades is on the right and Taurus is on the left. But even better, on the 19th, you can watch the moon. It's actually very close to Mars and Pleiades and Taurus are nearby as well. So they kind of get closer together. 
on the 19th. And uh, that brings us to the constellations. Now, again, go to skymaps.com to find a really helpful map every single month with some of the other things going on for the month. Uh, but let's start off. Uh, you know what? Now, even though it, we're going into springtime, now is a really good time to look at Orion and his winter companions, okay? Because uh, they will go away somewhat quickly. Um, then I'll talk about before bed, Auriga and Gemini. Then before work, the Big Dipper, Booties, and Virgo. So... Um, after dinner, you get out there by 7 p.m., you've got Orion about as high as it will get for the night, about halfway up the southern sky. And that means we should take a tour of those winter constellations. So what you do is you begin by finding Orion by looking for the three stars in almost a straight line and close to each other, which is Orion's belt. And that is surrounded by a bigger vertical almost rectangle of stars. Now, Orion will be our guidepost for all the other winter constellations. So you start at the left belt star, draw a line connecting the three, and then continue that line far past the belt star, about 20 degrees, or two fist widths held at arm's length. And that's where you'll find the V constellation of Taurus, with bright red Aldebaran at the top left of the V. Also, Mars will be nearby as well. Now, Taurus is part of a big cluster of stars known as the Hyades. And remember that line you just made? Follow it about 10 degrees further, that's one fist width, and you'll find a mini, mini dipper of stars called the Pleiades, which is another open cluster of stars within our Milky Way galaxy. All right, so let's go back to the belt. But instead of drawing the connecting line from, right, from left to right, let's connect from right to left and then continue about 20 degrees past the belt. That's where you'll find the brightest star in the sky, Sirius. Perhaps you can also see the constellation Canis Major, known as the Big Dog, um, but that's right there. Now we'll stop for this month um, and maybe pick up next month with Gemini, Auriga, and Canis Minor. Uh, but before bed, we can still actually talk about Auriga and Gemini because if you're out there before bed, you just look almost straight up and you should find a pentagon-shaped constellation, which is the charioteer Auriga with its brightest star, Capella. Now, Gemini, the twins, will be to the left of Auriga and bright Castor and Pollux will be the two brightest stars in Gemini. Now, for reference, Orion will be below both of them. Now, if you're getting out there before work, uh, you can go and search for the Big Dipper, Booties, and Virgo. Now, the Big Dipper should be easy to find in the northwest. Follow the curve of his tail, or handle, to the next bright star you see, which is about 30 degrees away. That is Arcturus. That's where we get the phrase, follow the arc to Arcturus. That's the brightest star in Booties, which looks like a kite. Take that same curve and follow it about another 20 degrees to speed on to Spica, the brightest star in Virgo. 
And that's it for the month of March. Don't forget that this podcast is found on mrweb.podbean.com, also Stitcher and iTunes. Just search Observing with Web. There's also a video version of this on my YouTube channel, Mr. Web PV. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram as Mr. Webb PV. The Peckway Valley Planetarium and its events and updates are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as PV Planetarium. So, uh, yeah, I, um, I hope everybody really has a... There's the bell for the next class. I hope everybody has a wonderful march, and um, thanks for enduring the taking off of the spaceship in here, which is just the vents in the, you know... 55-year-old planetarium that I'm in. So thank you, and uh, I wish you all very clear, dark skies for the month of March. <laughs>